Well, the Queen of England turned 90 years old last May. Maybe you saw some of the coverage on television. There were several days of celebrations, and it all culminated in one big concert, one big performance worthy of a queen's birthday. There were a total of 1,500 performers. There were 900 horses brought in for some kind of choreographed equestrian dance for the queen. 600 military men and women. There was the royal choir singing some of the best songs ever written by English composers. And of course, there were the most famous pop stars as well brought out to sing ballads for the queen. It was a performance that was fitting for the queen of a nation. But wouldn't it have been strange if the nation of England brought out all those performers doing all those magnificent performances, not for the queen, but for some random London cab driver? Wouldn't we wonder what kind of statement the nation of England was trying to make by bringing out all those performers for all those performances for some random worker like a cab driver? Well, if you can imagine that scenario, you get a little taste of the absolute scandal of our text that we read today, that God brought out His best choir, His best performers, singing the best song ever written, not for a king or queen, but for shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. We should ask, what kind of statement was God making when he did that? When God brought out the very best that he had, an angelic choir, not to sing even to the priests in the temple or the kings and queens in their palace, but the shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And what a magnificent performance it was. Listen again to verses 13 and 14. It says, Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Can we stop for just a moment and imagine what that sounded like? On that night, a whole multitude of angels, no human voices. Our choirs sound pretty good. I'll bet the royal choir sounded pretty good for the queen last May. But it was nothing compared to the multitude of angels singing glory to God in the highest. And who did God put on that show for? Shepherds. Shepherds. Now, when you and I think of shepherds, we often have kind of a warm and fuzzy, nostalgic feeling. Maybe we remember the Christmas pageants where some nine-year-old boys are dressed up in bathrobes holding shepherds' crooks. We have warm and fuzzy, nostalgic feelings about shepherds, but in the time of Jesus, shepherds invoked no such feelings. Shepherds had absolutely terrible reputations in the time of Jesus. In the hundreds of years leading up to the time of Jesus, people began to outsource 
the job of caring for sheep, and it was a thankless job, it was a hard job, it was a cold and lonely job, and so over time, the type of people who began being willing to take the job were people of ill repute. It was usually people who couldn't get a job anywhere else, convicted felons, people with deformities, people that nobody else wanted to hire. They became shepherds. And over time, the reputation got worse and worse. There was a brief period of time when King David was king and a few years after when shepherds enjoyed a slight bump in their reputation because he was a shepherd and he wrote psalms about how God is our shepherd. But over time after that, their reputation got worse and worse and worse. Just imagine for a moment what a shepherd smelled like when he walked by you. Their reputation was so bad, they were so untrusted that they weren't even allowed to be witnesses in court. You can't trust anything a shepherd says. They weren't allowed in the temple. They were totally cut off. They were totally outcast. They were totally invisible to society. They enjoyed a place on the social ladder somewhere beneath human and above sheep. That's kind of where they resided. Nobody wanted to be around shepherds. And yet God brought out his best performers singing the best song for them. It makes you want to reread these verses. Listen again, knowing what you now know about the reputation of shepherds. It says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And an angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, even the invisible ones like shepherds. Some years ago, my wife Nancy and I moved into an apartment building on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. It was on Central Park West, and it was the first time in my life I lived in a building with a doorman. And I remember the day we moved in, I met the doorman, the the head doorman, his name was Densey. And I'm from the Midwest, so I saw Densey and I saw a new friend. And I talked to him and got to know him well, and he became sort of part of the family for us. And I always thought it was kind of strange to have a doorman. I mean, Nancy would go all over Manhattan pushing the stroller with the babies, and she'd lift that thing up going up and down stairway, subway stairways and all over town. And she'd get to our building, and the doorman, Densey, he would insist on lifting up the stroller that one step from the sidewalk into the lobby, pushing the elevator button. But there was Densey, and he was a new friend. And I noticed sometimes in talking with Densey in the lobby of our building that a lot of the residents of our building, a lot of people just coming and going, they didn't know Densey's name. They didn't even really see him. He helped with their luggage. He helped push the buttons on the elevator for them. He always dutifully greeted them. But I noticed a lot of them, they didn't even really see him. He was invisible to them. How much more so were the shepherds invisible to the people of the time of Jesus? They were not only invisible, they were ostracized. They were marginalized. They were outcast. What kind of statement is God making by sending his angel choir to them. 
God is not only telling the world the good news. Today in the city of David, a child has been born to you. That's the good news of great joy for all people. But God is also showing what this child would do. God is beginning to tell the story of grace and what grace would do for all of humanity. There's this wonderful quote that I read as I was studying for this this week by a guy named Jack Miller, where he envisions God's grace like a river of water flowing from the top of a mountain down. He says, grace flows downhill. It runs down from the heights of God to the humble at the foot of the mountain. This is what God is communicating to us by sending his angel choir, not to princes and kings and queens or even priests, but to shepherds. He's showing us that grace finds the forgotten. Grace goes out and finds the forgotten. Not only that, the statement that God is making, the story that he's telling of grace is that not only does grace go out and find the forgotten, grace brings outsiders in. Grace brings outsiders in. I like to picture this story of the angels appearing to the shepherds. I like to picture it from the Google Maps view or maybe the God's eye view. I look down at the nation of Israel there, and I see Jerusalem, the center of it all, where all the people are, all the people of power, all the people of influence, and God doesn't look there to send his angel choir. He looks down to the southwest where he sees this tiny little village, Bethlehem, where he knows his son is going to be born into the world. And he doesn't even send his angel choir there first. He looks outside of the city walls, even of Bethlehem, into the darkness where nobody can even be seen from that Google Maps view, where there are shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. The shepherds cut off from community, cut off from family, cut off from religion, cut off from everything. There they are sleeping in the cold night alone, ostracized, marginalized outsiders. But look what God does. He sends his angel choir to them. He brings them from the outside right into the inside of the most important story ever told. Let's watch the shepherds now after the angels have visited them. It says this in verses 15 through 18. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. Grace. It finds the forgotten and it brings outsiders in. You notice how if the angels had never appeared to the shepherds, they'd remain out there in the darkness. They'd remain out there separated, but God reveals to them his message of good news. And they become central, the most important story ever told. Their witness becomes testimony to the story that God is telling. Grace brings outsiders in, not only for the shepherds, but also for us. The Bible describes us in our sinful state actually quite similarly to the state of the shepherds. 
Because of sin, the Bible says in Isaiah 59 verse 2, there is a separation between us and God and between us and one another. There were the shepherds out there in the field separated from community. The Bible says sin does that to us. And Jesus would be born into Bethlehem. He would grow up to die on the cross, thus removing the barrier, removing the thing that separates us from God and the thing that separates us from one another. Grace brings outsiders like you and me into the inside of God's family. We can learn all of this just by looking at verse 8. There were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. We can marvel at the fact of God's grace that he sent his angel choir, his best performers singing the best song to shepherds out in the field. We can learn not only what he said, but what he does, what grace does. It finds the forgotten. It brings outsiders in. Now, we could just end there. We could marvel at God's grace. But there's also in this message a challenge for us. That if we are people who follow Jesus, if we are people of grace, then not only is it God's mission to find the forgotten and bring outsiders in, but it also becomes our mission to do that. I told you the story of my doorman, Densi, in New York City, but I didn't tell you the rest of the story. A couple of years later, I had lived in New York a few more years now, and I was really busy one week. I don't remember what was going on. It was just a lot of ministry, and the children were little. And I remember there was a new doorman added onto the team. And one day, I realized he helped me push the elevator button, and I turned to him and I realized he had been working there for a few days and I didn't know his name. How easily I too made him invisible. It's much easier to forget the forgotten, to keep outsiders out. If any of us have ever felt what it feels like to have a door slammed in our face saying, you're not welcome here. We know what it feels like to be on the outside. If you survive middle school, you know what that feeling feels like. Sadly, some of us even into adulthood feel that, but all of us at one time or another need to be found or need to be brought from the outside in. And as Zayah said in her testimony, God employs us. He employs human beings. He employs his church. He employs his people to be on his mission to go and find those who have been forgotten, to bring outsiders in. One day it'll be one of us. But our mission is to go find those people now and be part of God's work. What kind of statement was God making by sending his magnificent angel choir to shepherds? Well, he was telling the good news, of course, that a child was born, but he was also showing us what grace does and what we are called to do to find the forgotten, and to bring outsiders in. Amen.